Hi, what's up, everybody? Jack Maloney here with Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Paraxis, and Basketball Network. We're doing our special season preview podcasts. That was our boy DJ Las Latino on the intro music, as always. I'm joined by Chris Barnwell today. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, who um, didn't really have too much of an exciting offseason. They did a few things. They picked up Brandon Wright and uh, Matt Barnes. Uh, They lost Kosa Kufus. Uh, in the draft, they took Darrell Martin and Jarnell Stokes, or kind of, uh, they got um, Russ Smith as well. Um, a little confusing on those uh, those picks. People didn't really understand them, uh, but they're not really going to play too much of a factor on this season, I don't believe, anyway. And uh, they finished 55-27, and 27, uh, five seed in the West, uh, defeated the Grizz, um not the Grizzlies, they are the Grizzlies, they defeated the Blazers in the first round uh, of the playoffs, then got up 2-1, actually, on the Warriors in the second round uh, before the Warriors figured them out. Uh, Tony Allen wasn't 100% healthy, and that Warriors just finally caught fire, and then that was a wrap. So, uh, Chris, what are your sort of general thoughts on the Grizzlies this year? My thoughts, let's start off, though, with uh, that playoff run last year where the Warriors did say that the Grizzlies gave them their toughest test of the year and of mm-hmm. the playoffs. So despite the fact that the Warriors demolished them in the latter half of the series, those few games where they had them on the ropes, like the Warriors noticed that. They didn't take that lightly. They took them seriously. Yeah. And throughout the season, the Grizzlies were the two seed in the West until a really bad like stretch of play late in the regular season, knocking down to the fifth. So we could have been talking about a uh, completely different playoffs when the uh, Western Conference Finals rolled around if they had made that. Right. You know, if you get um, if you get to the Western Conference Finals, it's like that's as far as the Grizzlies have ever got as a franchise. The one year they did it against the Spurs um, a few years ago, and you just you never know what. You know, if you get to play the Warriors a, a round later, if, if they're more banged up and your style of, of defense grinds them down even more, I mean, you never know what can happen, but unfortunately they, the Grizzlies sort of just ran into the problem they have, it seems like, every year in that they're, they're a really, really good team. They're just, they can never get to that championship level. They're always just sort of that second tier, and it's, I mean, no one wants to play them, and they're going to cause problems. They just they can't get over that hump. Um, just for whatever reason, year to year it changes. But, I mean, last year you run into the Warriors, and you give them their toughest test, but that's an all-time team. You know, you run into the Spurs, like, that's just, it, it always seems like they can't either catch a break or they just don't have quite enough to to get to the championship. But, yeah, another... Another good year for the Grizzlies, and like always, this is sort of the offseason that's become a perennial thing where people start talking about is this year that they start to slide back. You know, Randolph is getting a little older, Tony Allen's getting older, um, but you still have Gasol and Conley and 
in a bunch of talented pieces around them. Um, do you think, you know, they finished fifth in the West last year is, I think they finished, you know, probably somewhere around there again. Do you think we see either a significant drop or a significant rise out of this team? I think they stay either in the same place or finish higher. Like I said, they were the two seed for a long time, and I think people will be looking at them entirely differently if they were if they had finished in the two seed and made the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. We'd be looking as, oh, maybe the Grizzlies can finally get over that hump this right. year because I was expecting the Warriors to not have just this dominant all-time season again. But because they had that drop-off late and had to meet the Warriors in the semis, it changed everything. So I think that they'll be just as good. I mean, yes, they're another. Yes, they're a year older with guys like Zebo, but they re-signed Gasol, so they're not planning on blowing this up anytime soon. Right. They got a really good coach. They added some depth, and most importantly about like this entire thing is they just, every year we say, oh, maybe this is final year of the Warriors. Just take a step back. For the longest time, we did that with the Spurs. Right. And the Spurs never took a step back. I think we just need to give them that Spurs status. Of, when they step back, we'll deal with it then. Right. But for like, now, like, they're not doing it. They're not yeah. taking a step back. It'll happen eventually, if not this year. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, a great coach. Uh, shout out Dave Yeager. Um, probably, he's probably not listening to this, but <laughs> just going to guess. Dream bigger. Dream bigger. <laughs> Um, when we were out in Vegas for the, the summer league, um, I was out there with with Eric Benning, who's um, part of the Friendly Bounce family, and we were doing the the media night, like media appreciation night. They have like these shooting contests, and it was a three point contest, and Eric is shooting in the corner, and for some reason Jaeger is there. Like the Grizzlies weren't even playing in the summer league, so I'm like not entirely sure what why he's there, but Jaeger's there in the and uh, just chilling in the corner watching Eric shoot in, like, this track suit. And uh, and Eric hits his last shot in the corner, and Jaeger just, like, runs off with his finger in the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so, an incredible story. That's amazing. Shout out Coach Jaeger. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, he's been, he's been tremendous for them. Uh, so... In the offseason, they picked up Brandon Wright and Matt Barnes. Uh, Jim Michael Green, he's been a D-League All-Star, a young guy with, with athleticism, decent size. Uh, I mean, whatever, just take a flyer. Wright, Wright and Barnes are going to be the two, the two additions that prove you know, they're going to have the most impact. Who, which one of those guys do you think is the most important for them, for them this season? You know, who gives them the biggest boost? I guess on the surface it looks like right because you expect him to play a more important role when Zebo's not on the floor. Right. Like he can kind of he can kind of play center to like a small ball center, which gives him a little bit of variety when Gasol's off the floor. Because right now they don't really have much size outside of Gasol because Stokes is their backup. You could argue that Stokes is their backup center, and that's probably an issue. So I'd say Wright's probably on the surface more important, but I think Barnes could be really big for them because he keeps that. Per- Last year they were going with a lot of Courtney Lee and Jeff Green, Vince Carter, Jordan, maybe a little bit of Jordan Adams, even though I don't think he played that much. Just not very many, not very many great perimeter defenders. And Barnes, a lot of people don't like him, but he's a solid perimeter defender. The way you beat him is probably by 
giving him three, too many three-pointers because he's very confident in himself. So <laughs> like, if you're going to get beat by a Matt Morris three-pointer, you let yourself get beat yeah. by a Matt Morris three-pointer. <laughs> but on the defensive side, I think it, he can make those three-pointers even when he's shooting them too much. And if he can bring that defense that he's known for, he could be a huge asset for them off the bench. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that fits in perfectly when you think of the Grizzlies. And you think, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, you know, their slogan is grit and grind, but it's just toughness, defense. Like, that's that's what personifies the Grizzlies. And, I mean, some people, obviously Barnes isn't exactly like a fan favorite. Some people think he's fake or whatever. But the first things that come to mind with Barnes are, like, toughness and defense. Like, that's what you think about with Barnes, and that's a perfect fit for the Grizzlies. I think, you know, you can't play him with Tony Allen because offensively that would be a disaster. You know, um, that's just not going to work. But you'd think that pretty much throughout the game you're going to have one of those two guys on the floor. And that gives you, at the very least, a, a solid wing defender wing defender at like pretty much all times. And just another dude who's just a pest. Like people hate playing against Barnes. You know, his teammates love him, but... No one likes Barnes, like across the league when he's on the opposing team, and that's that's something that's great to have on your team. Um, yeah, Wright, Wright should be helpful too. He's, I mean, he's useful. He's a very solid player, not not spectacular. Um, but yeah, I think I like Barnes. Him in Dallas. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good he's a good third big. Like that's that's what he is. Everyone can't be a star. But yeah, I think Wright is a very solid pickup. He's not obviously the same player as Kufus. He's more like lanky and he doesn't have the bulk inside. But you know, you needed some. You need somebody. Your your real only bigs are Gasol and Randolph. Um, so yeah, Brandon Wright's a a very solid pickup. Um, you know, running the running the pick and roll with with Conley, I think he'd be tremendous. You know, that's his. If his like you had to pick one skill, um, that that right is best at it's it's diving to the rim on pick and rolls and Conley's a great passer, so that's going to get him a lot of easy buckets um, throughout the season. I agree with all that entirely. Uh, just shift it away from that for a second. Yeah. Do you like Jeff Green? I do. Well, I don't know if I do. Are we talking about like on a like? <laughs> I love Jeff Green. Uh, like from his time in Boston, and like I've always rooted for him ever since his his heart um, surgery and stuff. And like I really, really want him to be good. But if we're talking about like on the court, eh, <laughs> he's all right. I feel like that's kind of a general consensus on him. So he's all right. Like, isn't the on-off numbers for? I don't have them up right now, but I think the on-off numbers for him are just not very favorable. The thing, the thing with Green, like when he, he was on the Celtics for a few years, and like he he'll have he'll have nights where he's like all of a sudden he's the best player on the court, and people see that and just get so hyped, and like like why can't he, he can do that every night? It's like Abby, like he doesn't, and it's just like, but like a, he's probably gonna drop forty a couple times this season, like. He's gonna have some show-stopping <laughs> like, dunks. Forty's like, a little much. Ah, dude, like, 
He would do, I know, probably on this team, he's just not going to get a, enough touches. But like, on the Celtics, he would always, like, every few months, he'd pop up with, like, 45 points. Like, he hit a ridiculous game winner against the Heat um, when they still had, like, LeBron and company. And, like, he'll just make these plays and have these games where it seems like he should be an all-star. And then he'll, the next night, he'll go, like, 3 for 14 with, like, 8 points. And you just, like, forget he's on the court. Oh, no, this is just, wow. Um, On-off defensive rating numbers. Off the floor, Jeff Green, 91.1. On the floor, 102.9 defensive rating for the Grizzlies. That is tough. I. To be that f- is, oh my, just wow. That is, that is bad. He, That's, I can't believe that. I mean, he will, at least this season... Like, last year he was he joined on the fly, so maybe I'll give him, like, a little benefit of the doubt there that, like, some of those numbers... Maybe he's playing with Tayshaun Prince or something. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you have a full you have a full offseason. You have training camp to get accustomed to the Grizzlies scheme and whatever they're doing. So, like, I feel like that would that should go down a little bit. But, yeah, that's, that's obviously not good. I, like I said, I don't not like Jeff Green, but just... <laughs> I just don't know how he fits on this team. Yeah. Um, all right, you have any sort of final thoughts on on the Grizz? Sort of, we already kind of touched on where they finished, but... Um, They're any... really good. I'd love to see the, this be their year that they finally make the finals. That'd be fun. Yeah, it definitely would. They're, they're a good team. I mean, Gasol is going to do his thing. Conley somehow is still underrated. Zebo's going to probably average another double-double, and Tony Allen's going to cause problems on defense. Like, This is a really good team. They're going to win 50-plus games, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. That's just kind of how the West is right now. Like, We know the, the top five or six teams, and then I mean, once you get to the playoffs, you see how, how things shake out. It's all matchups and whatnot. But yeah, the, this Grizzlies team's going to be good, and they're going to be fun again. Um, yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies season preview podcast, Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Practice, and Basketball Network. I'm Jack. That was Chris with me today. Here's our boy DJ Los Latino playing us out.